You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. If you're looking to improve the performance and return on investment of your marketing, then you've tuned in to the exact right podcast. I'm Chloe Thomas, host of this marketing-focused podcast, and it's really cool to have you tuning in. Every month on this show, we cover a different marketing method with a whole host of different experts. And they're all marketing methods that you can use to grow your e-commerce business. And this month, we're tackling a brand new topic, one we haven't yet even touched on. let alone done a whole month on, and it is affiliate marketing. I know a lot of e-commerce businesses who have an affiliate account live, but it's pretty dormant and to be honest, they don't really do anything with it. So we thought we'd start by chatting about how to revive such an account. And of course, there is a lot coming up for you in this episode for anyone who wants to create a brand new affiliate marketing account too. We're just about to meet today's guest and get into all of that. But before we do, please check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're an entrepreneur just starting out or you're part of a marketing team at a multinational brand, Klaviyo will give you everything you need to create memorable marketing moments, building customer relationships that keep shoppers coming back time and time again. Get started with a free account today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with affiliate marketing expert, Rick McGuinness. Rick has been in affiliate marketing for nearly 10 years, growing sales the right way for his clients. He's the president and founder at Bearcat Media, which is an affiliate marketing agency. Platform agnostic, they're all about driving the right results for each client. And he's recently run a whole event sharing affiliate management best practices called Affiliate Management Expo. Hello, Rick. Hi, Chloe. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, it's great to have you here. How was the event? Uh, the event was was phenomenal. I really didn't know what to expect. I, I put it on in like five weeks or so. I put it all together, got all my speakers, and, and then had to get attendees to... To, uh, to attend and actually listen to the event and, and learn. But it, it was uh, it was a lot of work for, for five weeks. And then um, the event was a success. I had almost just under 600 people uh, there um, learning. The feedback's been phenomenal. I'm going to be expanding upon it in the future, making it more robust with networking sessions, live sessions, Q&As, things like that. But for my first time doing it, uh, I really didn't know what to expect, but uh, it, it went really well. And I look forward to doing it again, probably in September. Oh, very cool. Well, look, um, I'm guessing you may have picked up some tips and tricks from your own speakers. So hopefully we've, we've got you at just the right time to record this interview. But before we get into all of that, how did you get into affiliate marketing? It was pretty much accidental. Um, uh, I was laid off from, from a corporate job. I was a pharmaceutical sales representative. Um, my wife was pregnant at the time with our first child. There was no no jobs in my field that were hiring at the moment, and uh, I just it was, it was desperate. Desperation at that point, I had to earn money because my uh, my wife was going to be bringing our daughter into the world in in a few months. So I just um, started searching online how to make money, and I, I found affiliate marketing, and I, I built my first affiliate site around baby strollers, which was like. It kind of made sense because I was, I, was, <laughs> right, I, I was going to be a new father. So um, I, I would review baby strollers 
and rank them in Google and then uh, link it to Amazon's associate program and make it make a few bucks. And then I decided that, that that wasn't really where my passion was. I wanted to work on the actual side of like managing the affiliate programs. So I literally just cold called uh, agencies and asked if they needed any help or were willing to hire me with really no experience. And I had one person that gave me the shot. And then, um, then from there, I moved on to another agency for about six years. And then here I am at my own agency managing programs. And I've, I've run programs from startups up to multi-billion dollar organizations like, like MetLife and, and things like that. So I, I, have, I have my experience of all areas of, of the business. I love that. Uh, almost hunter turned or poacher turned gamekeeper. As I don't know, you don't know if you have that phrase in the States. You're smiling at me, so I'm guessing you do. You, know, you go come in as an affiliate and then you go, actually, I'm going to manage. I'm going to turn into, turn into the, the gameskeeper. Um, okay. We are here to talk about a situation which I think a lot of retailers are in, which is at some point, someone in the business went, let's do affiliate marketing. And they created an account with Trade Doubler, AWIN or Affiliate Window, probably all the way back then, or they created one with WebGains or somebody or another. They created this sort of this account on the software. They created a program and it does something possibly not very much, possibly quite a lot, but they haven't logged in in a while and they're not really sure what it's doing and what's going on. So how can how can we take that kind of neglected, probably not doing great things for us channel and turn it into something really good? Because that's what you, what you spend a lot of your time doing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, most of my time is um, spent uh, coming on board with uh, brands that have affiliate programs already. But the 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 problem you're outlining is not uncommon unfortunately it it happens so often and it's and it's and it's sad because they hear that hey you need to fill your program so go set one up we we have our program here they they're good set it up there so they they go ahead and set it up and then they have like the old coupon discount deal sites come and join the program and and start generating sales but they're it's not quality um, sales and traffic. So they get frustrated. Uh, they don't know how to properly go out and recruit the proper affiliates for the program. They don't know the the techniques to do it, where to find them, how to communicate with them. They don't know what to do with them. If they do get them on board somehow, they don't know how to interact with them and engage with them to, to make it a fruitful partnership. So there's many aspects that are, are overlooked. And a lot of times when they're set up and neglected, it's just from a lack of education and a, and a lack of time being spent on on the affiliate program, and that's why, unfortunately, it gets a bad rap. The affiliate marketing programs get get labeled as um, something that is is lower level, and they don't really put a lot of time in because there's no one really out there that there, there's experts out there, obviously, but there's no one out there that's gonna gonna be starting a program from a brand. And just saying, oh, this is exactly how we do it. This is what we got to do. It just it doesn't happen like that. And um, and it's a bit like it always always strikes me. It's a, just setting up an affiliate account and then just waiting to see what happens. Where you know, as you say, you end up with all the voucher code sites coming in. Which nothing against the voucher code sites, but there's ways of using them and ways you don't want to use them. Mm-hmm. And they all just kind of come in and start sending you traffic, and you don't know whether the traffic's any good or not. It's a bit like the Google Ads equivalent of just setting up an account and bidding on your own brand name. And then claiming that a great sales acquisition success. 
there's a there's a good place for bidding on your brand name but but unless you're managing the account you're not getting the sales you want so what's the first step you'd take in in reviving an account is it to get the right team on board to manage it is it to to audit is it to cancel it and start totally from scratch what would you where would you start rick well, you brought up um, something good in there. The the audit is typically where we start uh, when we are looking at an affiliate program. And then after the audit, then we d- it depends on what we find, if it, we should close it down, start a new one somewhere else. But but the audit is is uh, necessary to understand what's going on in, in the program. So you look at uh, everything from what commissions they're paying their affiliates, how the program's set up, like if, if they program lets any affiliate in without approving the application. Like they call that auto approve. That's never a good thing. So you want to look at the commission, the, the approval process, um, the, the diversity of affiliates that are in the program, coming back to the voucher codes, content, email, paid search affiliates, all those types. You want to see where they are in, in that, that realm, because a lot of the ones that are not successful don't have a diverse base. They, they have a lot of one. Mm-hmm one kind of affiliate and they're driving a lot of the revenue. And then we look at um, their, their communication strategy with their affiliates, uh, what, what kind of engagement they're, they're having with them, how many times a month they communicate with them and what optimizing strategies they're actually putting in place, if any. Um, well, in, in this case, um, the neglected one, they're putting none in, but we, we go through all those pieces to try and determine what the next steps are, what their recommendations are to move forward. And it could be various things. It could be, like you said, starting over again, closing it down, moving to a different platform. These, the, the network or platform that they're on may not be a good fit. They may be a better fit for, for another platform. As you say about different platforms being a different fit, is that because, I don't know, all the sofa affiliates are on one and all the fashion affiliates are on another. Is that what you mean? As in, if we want to hit affiliates who want to sell this product, we'd be better off moving somewhere. Yeah. So certain networks specialize in, in specific affiliates. So there's one in the United States called Share Sale. They're, they're big into the content blogger community. Yeah. I think I have a Share Sale account. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, one, they're one of the bigger ones in, in the United States and um, they're one of the more user-friendly ones as well. Uh, that's my uh, preferable one. If I'm going to be bringing clients on, I, I tell them to look at Share Sale and we, we figure out if it's going to be a fit. But but Share Sale, they, they have a lot of content-oriented affiliates. Of course, they have the voucher codes and all that stuff too. But yeah, then specific ones uh, have like, uh, there's one called Avant Link in the US as well. They're outdoor oriented. So most of their advertisers and brands on there are outdoor brands like camping and hiking and fitness and things like that. So if you have a brand that is outdoor oriented, you're probably going to be looking more towards a Vaunt link. And if you're looking for more like fashion, beauty, share sale might be the one for you. It just depends. And and that's a job of, uh, of an agency when we come in to look at these, these programs to see what their goals are and, and what's going to be the best place for them because they, they just sign up for an account just because it's either inexpensive or, or, or something, or they were told to do it, but it just, uh, it just wasn't the right decision. 
So platform change could both be because of the vertical in which we're selling, but it could also be about the types of affiliates we're trying to attract. So if we're trying to get away from discounting, then moving to a platform like ShareASell, which is more about content, is probably going to be a potentially a good move. So uh, so platform might be something we want to change. Let's assume we're on the right platform. Um, you mentioned about commissions. So um, how... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume because this is our how you revive. I'm gonna assume people have a little bit of knowledge. So how complex should you make a commission structure in an affiliate account? Because you have the possibility these days to make make it pretty complex with you know unique commission structures for specific affiliates, tier levels of if you achieve this you get more. Um, you can pay bonuses for starting. How complicated is is there an is there a danger to going too complicated or how do we how do we even start getting our commission structure right? I think that's what I'm really trying to ask you, Rick. Yeah, no, there's definitely danger in becoming too complex, of, of course, with, with anything you make too complex and, and it just doesn't work. But part of the um, process is, is looking at your competitors too. So you have a, you, you we'll just use like, a, I'm going to use the outdoors since I, that's the first thing I thought of. So you have an outdoor brand. You want to find out, your competitors and what they're doing in terms of their commission structure, because you may be at 10%, they may be at 14%, but you want to find out why that is and what, what they're doing differently to uh, get to that 14%. They may be doing like a base percentage of 10 and tearing it up to 14. You don't know based on sales revenue. So that's why you want to look at the different competitors, find out how they're setting up their commission structure. And I wouldn't say mimicking it exactly, but trying to um, make it as competitive or even more competitive than, than them, just so that your program stands out more. So that when you're reaching out to potential affiliates to come on, you can say, hey, we have a commission structure that starts at 11%. And tears up to fifteen percent based on sales revenue. You don't have to get into specifics with them, but at least they know they have the opportunity to go up to fifteen. Where they're like, oh well, well, your competitor they top off a of fourteen, so they might be a better fit. But it also comes back to conversion rate and things like that. So, so the affiliates don't just look at commission. Yeah, but I think I think you make a, a good point, which I think a lot of um, e-commerce marketers miss is that you are competing as a merchant for the affiliate's attention. You have to make the case to the good affiliates who keeping with your with your outdoor theme, if you've if they've got a, a site that's all about the best tents, you know, they could send that tent traffic to you or to your competitors. And they're interested in where they're going to make the most money putting it very, very simply for that traffic. So if you want them to test you, you want them to give you a go and send you traffic, you have to be competitive. So you know, keeping an eye on what the competition is doing is, is crucial to running an accessible account, isn't it? It really is. And bonuses are are important part of that too. So like a first sale bonus, you bring an affiliate on, you give them X amount of dollars or, or, or um, whatever the currency is, you give them that bonus up front for their first sale. And then you can also do private. We talked a little bit about private commissions you can do that as well. You can have an affiliate have their own commission structure where it's it's not based on the default. It's based on what you agreed to. So they may be at 15% for all sales. They don't have to hit any of the sales escalators going up. It just depends on on, on the affiliate and the, the quality of that affiliate and the um, 
the relationship you build with them because affiliate marketing is all about relationships. Whatever anyone tells you, um, it's all about relationships. That, that's what I preach is um, with, without solid relationships, your affiliate program is, is going to be just um, average. That will be a bit of an explosion going off in some heads out there. What? I have to talk to people? I have. To, I can't just optimize it like Google Ads because you said earlier about the communication program to your affiliates. So there's, there's, there is blanket comms and there's those one-on-one comms to discover how you can help them and how they can help you and, and what that setup looks like. So it, it's a very intensive channel to manage, isn't it? It really is. And that's uh, unfortunately, that's where a lot of the brands get um, get caught up is they they're excited to get started and they have their program set up and then they realize that it's a lot of work and they don't have the expertise to do it and that's when it goes goes dormant for for however long and um it's just uh the the education in the affiliate uh management space is is definitely lacking um but i'm trying to do my part in in trying to uh bring that to the forefront and then provide some education, but it's just, um, it's just brands got to realize that, uh, affiliate marketing is, is here. It's not dying. It's actually thriving right now, especially with COVID and all the, um, e-commerce trends going the way they're going. It's a lot of brands are actually cutting money from their paid search and social and investing into affiliates and to, uh, influencer campaigns and things like that, that they can run through their affiliate program. So, um, it's, it's a booming, uh, channel and it's just a matter of having the brands understand that they need to learn the, the, the real basics of affiliate marketing before they can just start throwing all the money they want at it. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you mentioned the I word influencers there. Cause I was going, going to say to you that it, it strikes me that there's an awful lot of overlap now happening between, especially with the micro and the nano influencer campaigns people are running that really they're affiliate campaigns in our old world speak. Um, so is it, is it, would it be true to say that the affiliate marketing team should be more closely aligned to the influencer team than they should be to the pay-per-click team? Oh, absolutely. Um, and I would say they can be tied to the social team too, because the, a lot of the influencers are social influencers, but they they have to be in constant communication and in sync with what's going on, because what a, what a lot of brands do is they they run their influencers through their affiliate programs because the affiliate program tracks all the clicks and tracks all the payments and things like that, so that they don't have to worry about all that. So uh, the affiliate program is important for that, but also gives you the opportunity to um, build the relationship with with them and and understand what really drives them because influencers are human beings and they, they, they do want to have interaction. They, there's, there's some that just are, are all about the money and, and things like that, but you do have many that, that want to build a relationship with brands and, and be there for them and, and, and help them grow uh, as well. So it, it, I know I've said it many times, but it's all about the relationship and you got to just build a relationship with the influencers, the affiliates, because the, the overlap is there because an affiliate can be an influencer and an influencer can be an affiliate. So it's, uh, it, it really goes both ways, but you got to just keep in mind that when you're, when you're managing them from, a, from the social media team to the influencer team, to the affiliate team, it, it's gotta be one, uh, one united front where everyone knows what's going on and, and, 
if there's an issue, they, they got to figure it out together. We mentioned about communication. So, you know, we're, we're talking about kind of reviving an account. So if you've, you've done your audit, you've, you, you know, you're on the right platform, you know that, uh, you know, you've, you've re-looked at your commission structure and that's right. I'm guessing the next thing to do is to start communicating people with people, both potential new affiliates and the existing affiliates to find out whether you want them on your on your business and how you can can get more from them. So so once you've done those initial couple of steps, is it really just all about comms? Yeah. So the the next step would be to make sure that you're talking to the affiliates that are in the program because they joined the program for a reason. They're they're there for a reason. Whether you reached out to them or they joined themselves, they they had a plan at some point to market your brand. So you want to find out if they're still interested because there, there's a lot of time that's elapsed in a, in a program that was dormant. So you want to find out if they're so interested in, in what you can do to revive that relationship and and build that trust again. Because when, when the program goes dormant, the, that trust is broken and you got to rebuild it. And it may be with new management or a new manager of the program. And and that's that comes with, the, with, with communicating with them. But then you got to figure out who you're going to target for new affiliates. Are you going to be targeting content affiliates? Uh, are you going to be having someone do um, affiliates do email, uh, paid searchers? Uh, there's affiliates for, for everything nowadays. And you got to have a strategy, uh, a, a thought out strategy where you're each month, you're going to be doing um, X, Y, and Z, and then figuring out uh, if it's working or not and tweaking it. So generally recruiting and activation, which once they're recruited, then you activate them to get them to start sending traffic and sales. That takes up about 60 to 70% of, of the time of a person managing the program because w- without affiliates, you don't have a program. So you're trying to get new ones in and optimize and, and activate the ones you have. So a majority of the time is going there. And then the rest of the time is going towards communicating um, either it's bi-weekly, monthly with the, with affiliates, with updates in the program and optimizing. And right there, there's there's all your time. And that's where it comes back to the the very heart of this whole conversation is it goes dormant because not enough time was spent recruiting new affiliates, activating the ones you have, optimizing the program and communicating with them. So of course, it's not going to work if you don't do any of those. So it comes back to, a, a, I like to think of it as like a, a five elements of affiliate management recruiting, activation, communication, compliance, and optimization. Um, we talked about four of them. The compliance is more of just making sure that the affiliates are playing by the rules or not bidding on your brand's trademarks and uh, typo squatting and, and all kinds of stuff like that. So that's a small percentage of time, but but uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely uh, a system that needs to be put in place to, to manage a program effectively. Like you say, every single element of that is about building the relationship. You know, get them to sign up, get them to drive a sale, get them to keep driving sales, and building that trust with them so they drive you ever better sales. It's um, it's a it's an ongoing process. But clearly, even if if we've got a dormant account, we're a little bit further ahead than someone who has no account at all in most most cases because we've got some data. We've got some relationships we may be able to uh, to revive. Well, look, um, thank you for all of that, Rick. We're now going to pause for a reminder of our sponsors, and then we're going to talk about the ever wider world of affiliate marketing. 
Success in 2021 means building stronger relationships with your customers. Last year saw a lot of consumers switching to buy online, leading to surges in new customer acquisition. So how are you planning on turning your new first-time buyers into profitable repeat customers? Well, that's what Clavio is for. Clavio helps businesses create memorable marketing moments through email, SMS and personalised website experiences. And that is what creates repeat purchases. That's why Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform, platform is used by over 50,000 e-commerce brands around the world. Get started with your free account today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Okay, Rick, so far we've gone deep into reviving a neglected affiliate account. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole world of affiliate marketing, which I think we've we've covered an awful lot of it thus far, but we'll see how much we can manage to get out of you. Um, So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with affiliate marketing, which does, of course, include reviving a neglected affiliate account. So Rick, are you ready? I am ready. Let's do this. Okay, let's start with affiliate marketing newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step with affiliate marketing, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? My advice to them would be to uh, reach out to um, affiliate managers that are actually managing programs. Um, Because if they're interested in starting a program, they want to talk to someone that actually does it every day, whether it be an agency owner or a, a person within a brand that's managing the affiliate program. Talk to them, find out uh, what it takes to start a program, what the daily responsibilities are, and and just to understand that it's not going to be a, a set it up and just forget it and it'll run itself. It, it's going to be work. So you got to understand hearing it from people that actually do it every day is probably the, the best way to do it. Nice. A little bit of kind of on-job training. Yeah. You know, most, you know, most of the people that... Um, that that I know that manage affiliate programs, they they get thrown into it without any education. They have to figure it out on their own. It's kind of like that. But but if you're a newbie, you can reach out to to people that are doing it, and they'll they'll be happy to help. I've I've never heard anyone saying they won't won't talk to anybody about it. Great tip. I like that one. Okay. Uh, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So, what's your favorite way to improve affiliate marketing performance? Well, we, we beat this one pretty hard. Uh, it's the relationships. Um, no matter how much you optimize, no matter how much commission you throw at these affiliates, it comes down to the relationship. Uh, without it, your, your program is, is, is going to be mediocre uh, at best. M- my advice is just to just build relationships from the very beginning, from when you reach out to them initially to get them to come to your program and build upon it all the way through because the, the affiliates will, will see that. And they, they may get an offer from another program that may be slightly better in commission or terms may be better, but because you have that relationship with them and you take care of them, they'll stick with you. Yeah. It's, it's a very human type of marketing, isn't it? Affiliates, very human indeed. It is. Okay. If someone listening wants to learn more about affiliate marketing, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Uh, yeah, I to get started, there's, um, there's, we talked about earlier, my, my course, like not my course, my event that I did, um, it's, it's free. There's, there's no, uh, no obligation to pay. Um, and as, um, um, as listeners of, of the keep optimizing podcast, I'll, I'll give it to you for, for free. You're going to just use a, a code, um, that, that Chloe will, will provide you, but it's, uh, it's, it goes from, 
beginner down to experience and it, it gives you real real uh insight on what it really takes to start a start and grow an affiliate program cool can we use the code master plan because that's the one we use for most things does that work for you rick yeah that works for me absolutely um i'll, I'll set it up and and uh they can use it and it'll be uh a lifetime access so they can watch the videos for for as long as they want and it actually comes with with uh with notes already too written about the session so so if they, if we, I had someone transcribe it and, and take all the important pieces out. So they got the video and then you got the actual transcription of the, of the video as well. Oh, very cool. Well, yeah, we'll make sure we've got links to all of that in the show notes. So, um, so guys, you'll find those via keepoptimizing.com. And that's very cool of you. Thank you very much, Rick. And um, finally, crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for with our affiliate marketing? I would say uh, trying to make it more, um, personal, making a trying to make your, your affiliate programs more more personal um, to the individual affiliates and going more towards the content side of it, uh, of the affiliates, trying to get more of those on board because uh, that's where that's where a lot of the action is happening right now is the content piece. A lot of these mass media publish publications are coming in there and and, and uh, taking a lot of uh, a lot of market share from affiliates, but there's always room for high quality content and as an affiliate manager, you're one. You're wanting to get those kind of publishers in your program, and uh, I, I see that just becoming um, super important. Is just uh, the, the the content affiliates and, and moving more away from the 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 deal voucher codes, things like that, because they they have their place, but you can also use them within the content as well. But but yeah, that's just my my quick quick two cents on that. Excellent. Go after the content, guys. That's what we're saying. Well, look, Rick, we're very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Yeah, for, for my website, my agency's website is uh, affiliateprogrammanagement.co. Pretty pretty simple. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. And you can just search my name, uh, Rick McGinnis, uh, M-A-G-E-N-N-I-S. Excellent. Well, we will add links to all of that to the show notes. And Rick, thank you so much for coming on the Keep Optimizing podcast today. It's been great getting a getting a good little masterclass here in affiliate marketing. So thank you. No problem, Chloe. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. So there you have it. Relationships, relationships, relationships. That's what is going to help you revive that dormant affiliate marketing account you've got going on. The steps which Rick was taking us through is, first of all, do a bit of an audit. Discover what you've got going on there. Are you on the right platform or for your vertical and the type of affiliates do you want? Should you be somewhere else? Um, he also talked about then checking what your competitors are offering to affiliates. So then you can create the, cor- the right commission structure, the right kind of pitch page. So as when those affiliates are considering joining you, they have no excuse not to. And then It's all about working on recruiting new affiliates, activating them, which means getting them to make that first sale and then optimizing your relationship with them from then on in. We have a whole month of further affiliate marketing uh, content coming up here on the Keep Optimizing podcast. So do stay tuned because we're going to explore lots of other areas of affiliate marketing this month. You can get links to everything that we discussed in this episode, the full transcript, the important notes and access to Rick's very kindly offered um, 
his virtual summit that he ran a couple of weeks ago, all about affiliate management, which trust me, you, if you're if this has whetted your appetite, you are going to want to go and get access to that right now. Links to all of that are at keepoptimizing.com. Click on the all episodes, then click on this episode and you will find it all. Now, as part of my mission to help you improve your marketing, I've invited all of our affiliate marketing specialists to join us for a Q&A at the end of this month. That's going to be your chance to get even more of your questions answered about affiliates. So head to keepoptimizing.com to get yourself signed up for that. And thank you for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, then stay tuned for the rest of our affiliate marketing episodes because they are really going to help you make affiliate marketing part of your success in 2021. Um, And please tell anyone else you know who's struggling with their affiliate marketing to tune in too, because this is going to be a bit of a game changer for them, I think. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.